0: A vague disclaimer is no one's friend. This podcast will look at episodes in relation to Buffy and Angel as a whole, and therefore contains spoilers for the entirety of both series. If you haven't seen all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the series, go and watch them before you listen to this. Remember, you've been warned.
1: The hardest thing in this world is to live in it.
2: That's why there's us, champions. We live as though the world were as it should be, to show it what it can be.
0: The Earth is definitely
1: doomed. It's Tuesday, so
0: it must be time to return to the Hellmouth. We're going through the Buffyverse episode by episode and a look back at Joss Whedon's iconic shows. I'm MC, and I'm here with...
3: It is Andy.
0: This is David. This is Jan. We are talking about Homecoming, which is episode 5 of season 3. It Mm -hmm. originally aired November 3rd, 1998, and was written and directed by David Greenwalt. And this is actually an important episode in that this is the last one that David Greenwald will write for Buffy. Uh, He does Ah. direct the wish. uh, Hmm. But by this point, he was already setting up stuff for
3: Angel. Okay. He was doing like pre-production. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Pre-production writing scripts and stuff. But I think that this is actually a very fitting final episode for him having moved over onto Angel, because you see in this a care for the character of Cordelia. That-
3: yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh. for sure. And I think of the David Greenwald's ones from Buffy, I'm sort of like, maybe this one's my favorite? Wait, didn't he write Teacher's Pet? He did. <laughs> see, this is definitely better than Teacher's Pet. Like a mile better, like yards
1: Almost anything is better than Teacher's Pet. I thought we determined that last. A- week. As long as, as long as it's not well, Beauty it's not and the, Beauty Beast, and the apparently. Beast.
2: Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, we, previously, we thought nothing is worse than Teacher's Pet. Now, almost nothing is worse than Teacher's yeah,
3: Pet. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yes. But yeah, no. This is this fun episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. We've talked about him before, obviously, and he's done some. He's done some real clunkers, like he did Teacher's Pet. He did Reptile Boy. He did Ted, which were all episodes that none of us really cared for. But then he also did Angel and Faith, Open Trick and School Hard and some episodes that we liked a lot better. And... When we get over onto Angel, it, we're probably going to have the same split, where there's episodes where it's like, oh my god, this is one of my favorites. And oh. then other episodes, which School is like, is oh my, my god. favorite. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry.
1: So either yeah. he's very, very, very good, or he's very, very, very bad. There's like no ground. Yeah,
0: when he was good, he was good. And when he was bad, he was rotten.
1: And when he was bad, he was kind of a
3: misogynist.
0: But we start out the episode with the gang making homecoming plans at the Bronze. And you know what? As much as we brag on Xander... He and Oz are the only people who are making any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Be-
0: because I mean, they're all like, "It's our last homecoming. We've got to do stuff that's big." And it's like, it's not the fucking prom, right? Right. It's just a
1: homecoming, which is usually sports related. Well, yeah. yeah. I, mean,
2: it, yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, this is one. I, I finally hit me. It's like Willow keeps having these things where she acts like she only knows about life from watching television. <laughs> It's like, it's our last homecoming. It's like, she has like this totally unrealistic concept of homecoming.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's face it. She's not gone to a homecoming before.
3: She has right. all her expectations of homecoming based on teen movies.
2: Like during a later scene, she kind of sounds like she hasn't been to one. And then it sounds like she has. I get fair. I'm very confused about this.
0: Just from a logistic standpoint, it doesn't make sense that Willow should be so keen to like, let's get a limo and I'll be all cuddly in the back of this limo. Oz would not be able to go to prom like that. Oz is in the band that is performing there. And I don't know how many people are familiar with, you know, bands performing, but Dingo's has to be there minimum two hours before the dance starts. Mm -hmm. Right, because
1: they've got to set up, they've got to do sound checks, they've got to do all sorts of stuff that's not related to actually being a participant in...
2: They have to eat some babies, it's, yeah, it's...
1: So, when I
3: sing, which I am tomorrow, I get up at, like, 10 to 6 to make myself presentable, like, and pretty, and then Mm -hmm. I, we start roadieing all the gear and sound Mm -hmm. checking to sing by 9.30, Now, keep in mind, this is a church band, so a lot of the equipment is already there. We don't have to bring it over in trucks, but like, yeah, it takes, like I said, it takes, it's it's an all-day project for me that day, you know, and then I have to roadie the gear back into the closet at noon when, you know, I'm done. My
1: ex was in a band for like years and years, and I was the driver. You know, from designated one of the designated drivers. So, yeah, we always had to be there way in advance and then, like, hung out way after to see if anybody else was paying. And you, even though, you know, most guys in a band aren't necessarily into prettying up, like, the way Andy would be before a show, they still have to, like, get themselves together.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's really dumb because, I mean, it's not... This isn't the prom, and it's... None of these guys have jobs that they get paid for.
2: No, obviously Oz is not going. But then again, Willow is in her I Have a Boyfriend stage, which... Just has been going on for a while and at, at, at this point in the episode seems shows no evidence of going away.
1: Yeah, she's just like so pleased with herself or actually having a boyfriend and doing all the, 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 the stereotypical girl with a boyfriend things that, yeah, she's on cloud nine.
2: So, reality is not a big part of her conception of having a boyfriend.
1: We'll have a lot to say about Willow in this episode. Yes. Well, yes.
2: But,
0: uh, before that, we have Scott being fucking spineless as shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, my, my note is, oh, Scott's still here. I I, I I had totally forgotten whether or not he was still around. <laughs>
0: And I mean, like, he's only in the three episodes.
2: I know, but I feel, I kind of feel bad. I'm like, I really should have remembered that he wasn't gone yet.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a non-entity, you know, anyway. It's just like he makes no real impact on anything other than, yeah, giving Buffy some angst, but...
2: Oh, he gives Faith a chance to be nasty, but...
1: He's also getting that Buffy's not into him. Like, that
3: that's part of yeah. it. He's reacting to, like, yeah, he's being spineless, but he wants to, like... Breaking up with people is hard, even if you're... Especially yeah. when you're in high school and you don't know how to do it, and it's gonna make you look bad, and what the... Scott is the boyfriend Buffy thinks she should want, and she was actually never ready to date anyway. She just sort of got pushed into it a little bit, I think.
2: Well, he's the yeah. rebound guy. We, we talked about that. Yeah, it's,
1: totally.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I'm unclear about is... What why did Buffy buy two tickets to Homecoming if she didn't know that she was going with Scott? Like, And also, why did she buy no, two tickets to begin with?
3: No, I don't think yeah. she had bought the tickets yet. Well, no, she did because Willow well,
2: said- Willow says, you got you the, tickets. the tickets. No, and she then said, you got
3: the tickets and she makes this face like, no, I didn't. No, well- but then later on, Faith said,
0: "You got the tickets, so why don't we go together?" So obviously, Buffy had gotten two tickets. Oh, I
3: just assumed. Although I, d- I just assumed that she hadn't gotten the tickets. Scott asked her, and then she got the
1: tickets.
2: No, Scott didn't oh, okay. ask her. That's that's the Scott whole point of the she scene.
1: Had, but she'd already bought the tickets, which again, your yeah. MC is right. it makes absolutely no sense.
0: Yeah, uh- but Buffy bags out early because she's not into Scott, and she wants. She's all distracted with the angelness. And Mm -hmm. the thing that strikes me in this scene is that this scene is a sign of things to come in that Angel does not, absolutely does not give a shit about what's going on in Buffy's life. There is this gap between them. Buffy's going on about these meaningless things where she's like, you know, I'm doing well in school. I'm, you know, even dating somebody. Meanwhile, Buffy had like a couple minutes ago mentioned Giles and Angel Mm -hmm. is just, his mind is completely on Jenny like he doesn't say anything about her but he does say giles and he gets like that you know angel pensive look on his face so he's obviously thinking about everything that's going on while buffy's nattering about all of this you know high school stuff and so i really feel like we're starting to set up how buffy and angel are not going to be able to function together as a couple yeah
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah, part of it, I think, is he's still recovering. And you, and you said something like Buffy's talking about all this stupid stuff, but for a teenage girl, it's not stupid. I don't mean that as a, a knock on you. I mean that, like, Angel doesn't care about this, quote, finger stupid stuff.
0: Well, I mean, that's why I'm saying that there's a gap between them, that Angel mm-hmm. yeah, is...
2: Stupid, yeah, stupid in, is probably the wrong word. It. I mean, I could see why you would call it stupid, but it, what it is is it's comparatively meaningless.
1: It's frivolous to Angel because Angel's head is still on everything that he, the big world things and all the shit that he went yeah. through and kind of in her little. Angel's busy going.
2: Bucket. Giles. Oh yeah, I tortured Giles. <laughs> Get it. That's a little more yeah. on his mind yeah. than Buffy going to college.
0: Yeah, this is where the divide <laughs> is, and this is what's going to definitely drive the wedge between them. That will mm-hmm. eventually lead to him leaving onto his own show. Buffy is focused on trying to maintain her normal life along with the slaying while angel i think after his years in hell has realized it's like he cannot have any form of normal life Mm -hmm. uh he kind of did lip service to trying to pretend that he could be in this normal relationship with buffy for a while and now just like (laughs) all delusions of that have just disappeared. Buffy mentions that she's dating someone new
3: and we get a quick cut to Scott breaking up with Buffy.
2: <laughs> oh screw you, Scott. <laughs> but yeah. Buffy
3: really does have the best jackets. Like she's getting broken up with but that Zach jacket. Oh, oh no, that's when she's in the scene with Angel. It was a cute jacket there.
2: Yeah, that was a cute jacket. Yeah. It's okay. not the raincoat, but Yeah,
3: no, in the no. in the scene with Scott she's wearing that
0: little floofy pink thing with the the cap sleeves. yeah. Yeah. Which I thought, with the chunky-heeled shoes, was very 90s. It was, it was.
3: Oh, totally.
0: And and there's a not-at-all suspicious van watching her. Oh,
1: not-at-all suspicious.
2: And of course, my first thought was, oh, initiative. Oh, no, wait, we're not there yet.
3: (laughs) I will say this for Scott. He's direct. He's not Mm. the nicest, but he's not cruel. He's not mean. He's just like, you're not into this.
0: Yeah, well, he's got a very good reason for breaking up with her. I lose sympathy mm. for him later on because this is only, like, this isn't long before homecoming. No. Like, I mean, like they they, yeah. they don't establish the actual timeline, but he, later on we'll see him getting, like, pretty, you know, close to some, too.
3: I mean, yeah. that is a very high school thing, though. I had to go to homecoming, actually, with a date where we had just broken up like a week before homecoming, and we still decided to try to go together because we already had the tickets, we already had the restaurant booked, we had all that stuff, and it was kind of painful. Yeah, oh yeah, man, it was painful.
1: Yeah. yeah, see, I missed all that stuff in my formative years, and uh, both good and bad. So, I, I have no reason for any of this.
2: We didn't have homecoming,
1: <laughs> but Buffy is all sad. Mm-hmm. And, and standing
0: there for a very, very long time and being spied on by German
2: terrorists. And look at those adorable ancient Motorola flip phones they're using to communicate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were the height of technology. They were.
2: Oh, yeah. But I'm looking at it now and I'm like, oh, that's so adorable.
0: They're <laughs> like the only people in Sunnydale with cell phones.
1: Right.
2: right. Well, right. back in
1: 1998, it was still a big deal if you had your own phone. I didn't get my own phone, my first cell phone until 2000, so yeah.
0: We have the opening credits, and then we have the first appearance by the mayor.
1: Yay.
2: Yep.
0: And... He's very clean. He is. I mean, this is very much like... And I mean, it was written by the same writer, so maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but you kind of get exactly who the mayor is right at the gate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: except for the whole demonic thing.
1: Well, I mean, like, <laughs> they, but they establish who his character is. Yes, right. You know, he's like he gives you a bad vibe. He's like OCD, you know, clean freak, and just there's something off about him. Yeah, other than mayor. So yeah, no, it's really good. It's good writing because you get he's established immediately.
2: And also, I think the direction and the performance is great. Just like the whole thing with him sniffing the paper. Is just it's like it's totally bizarre, and but it's like, huh? Okay.
3: And, and I I vaguely remember watching it for the first time, and and we'd heard the mayor's name drop, and we've heard the mayor's name drop yeah. this mm-hmm. season pretty forcefully. I think Joyce says something about contacting the mayor, and Snyder also, right? I think. Yeah. Well,
2: Joyce says yeah. I, I'll take this to the mayor, and snide after they leave, Snyder goes, yeah, I'd like to see that.
3: Right. And so we've, we've, we've planted the seeds in. So this first time we're seeing him, Mm -hmm. it's so skillfully set up that we, we're, we're like, okay, this is the mayor, but what's his deal? Like I thought, like I know what happens later and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but there's that part of me breaking down the story structure of saying, I thought he was gonna, like, kill Alan before he even walked out of the room. Like, he was gonna say his thing about clean mm-hmm. fingers and he was just gonna stick a knife in his or, or do something demon-y. And it doesn't, but it also, yeah, it sets it up, like, right off the bat. And Harry Groner, so good. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's
2: fabulous. fantastic. He's great. And they even have that big letter opener on the desk, mm-hmm. which yeah. even more makes you think he's gonna kill him before he leaves the
0: office. <laughs> I mean, like, the really funny thing is they establish that he's there's a sinister nature to him obviously like if there's mm. something not right about this but he's not like grr scary no you just know that
2: he's off
0: you know that alan is really nervous like he doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen but in this scene what the mayor's doing is not he's gotten a report about these terrorists who have come to town and he's you know keeping an eye on things so it's not like they immediately establish that he is a bad guy who is going to be becoming a demon or or any of this they do kind mm-hmm. of build that up slowly
1: i like the fact that it's nuanced that he's not you know like foaming at the mouth or you know spitting venom or doing like crazy things there's something off about him and you know that he's creepy but you don't know what's going to happen or where this is going to go which is great yeah. he's not Sprouting horns or fingernails or killing Alan, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's very nuanced performance and nuanced characterization and build up, which is great. You know, rather than hitting you over the head with a slide. It's really
3: good long arc storytelling.
0: We also find out that the the Germans are human, mm-hmm. which we don't get a lot of that in Buffy, and there's certainly stuff we can talk about that later. yeah Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
2: One one thing about the mayor scene, though, that I noticed, it's a minor thing, but I kind of, I don't know if it was intentional. At the end, he says to Alan, you have all my faith. Yeah,
0: oh, I didn't notice that. That's I missed that. Miss that. Good catch. Very good
1: catch.
2: Yeah, I was like, huh. I, I I know that this is significant and I know that there's a reason I should find this kind of amusing but I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> but
0: I, I don't know if it was actually supposed to be foreshadowing because right. she was initially to in consequence. Faith was going to commit suicide in consequence right, yeah.
3: after she killed Which Alan. It's really dark. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that Eliza was someone that Joss liked so much and that didn't happen. But even if they decided mm. that is like the most brutal way. It just wouldn't have worked with the show either. It was just brutal.
0: Well, I mean, they, do, they did it in season seven.
3: Yeah, but this is season three and we're still in high school.
0: And so we move on to the picture taking at Sunnydale High School and... A really nice thing that they did when they came out with the Sunnydale High yearbook is all of the pictures that are taken of the gang are actually the pictures that they used in the book, with the exception of Willow. They they used the the screenshot of her like the second before she does that really like Are you gonna take the picture? Look, yeah. Uh, They used, like, the the actual smile picture, but the other ones are the ones that they used. So, I mean, it makes sense, because, I mean, like, the school would have reshoots, and like, the photographer presumably would have seen that Willow had pulled a fucked Mm -hmm. up face, so it'd be like, you want to try that again? Yeah, I mean, I went through, what, like, 10 years of school pictures or whatever, so... (laughs) And they always yeah. said that.
1: I just thought it was a nice little sequence because it just, you know, it's just like it's a little light thing that they drop there and it's funny and it gives everybody a little bit of character and I, this is, I'm I embarrassed to I think that like Xander's really good looking in the episode, I, I dare say hot, but as much as he's Xander, just physically he looks really good. Yeah.
2: He, he looks good in his yearbook picture. Like yeah. Like in that scene, that's it's a good look for him.
1: Yeah. I, I he, you know, he's very attractive in this one, not internally, but yeah he's good we have the gang
0: talking about the situation that's going on and cordelia scoping out the competition and Sled- a little bit of Sled- slut Shaming. Shaming. yeah oh yeah but we, we'll get a lot of that in this episode actually we will
3: and some of it um okay i don't like any of it but we'll get to, we'll get to that but yeah here i'm just
1: like oh
3: cordy oh yeah. david
1: it's in character for her, but it still makes me uncomfortable. Anyway, just mm-hmm. in terms—I mean, especially the way they've established Courtney at that time—but not a good
0: thing. And uh, Xander is super gross. He's yeah, because he's standing right next to his girlfriend, and then he makes that joke about Buffy and Faith getting sweaty. And then when Cordelia calls him out on it, he doubles down. Mm-hmm. He's just like. I stand by it.
2: Should we just change the name of the podcast at this point?
0: You've mentioned (laughs) that before. um, I have. But I'm going to say no, because we're going to talk about five seasons of Angel, in which case Vander (laughs) never talks, so.
1: (laughs) Which is why I'm looking so
0: forward to talking about Angel. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Cordy decides to go to the nurse's office to close her up, which yeah, yeah, I'm like what?
3: I, ju- I, think it's, it's just a funny line. I just it's a funny line. It's but so so forty,
0: yeah. uh, she's gonna go tell Buffy about the school pictures and completely forgets to actually do it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: we're so shocked.
0: Yeah, and
3: Buffy and Faith are training in the library just i was gonna say about face outfit because it's casual right it's just a pair of cutoffs and a a tank but that like that was literally my uniform that was like my casual everyday uniform pretty much consistently from like 11th grade to probably when i graduated from college and even now we were at a convention a couple years ago i basically had that outfit on and wore it all weekend. I don't know anybody
1: who would ever dress that
0: way. <laughs> yeah, well, I I wore mine with chunk heel knee highs, and I did I did dress mine up a little bit to be less casual than uh, Faith. I mean, I had like my graphic shirts and fishnets.
1: Yeah, you always look great, but yeah, that was like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's MC's uniform. No, that oh, that's oh. It's, yeah, I mean that
3: was like I would dress it up if I was going out somewhere or something. But for like, oh yeah, yeah, we're just gonna meet for a piece of pizza. Or I don't really have care about getting ready for school today. I'll just throw these shorts and a tank top on, which you know you can kind of wear, you know, for till at least October in New Mexico. Yeah, no, this is a this was my uniform, hundred percent. Yep, same. Faith is trying to be. She with is. Something. It's really so it's weird. Hers. It's sweet though. I think she's yeah. real sweet there. It's sweet,
0: but just coming back from it you know, after seeing like. The seven seasons of Buffy, it's like, yeah, there were like, there was a good stretch where Faith was really
3: trying to be friends with Buffy. Yeah, and it's not even like an effortful trying, like, hey, hey, hey be my friend. She's just like, this is my coat. This is the other Slayer. Let's have a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is.
2: And here, Buffy even kind of meets yeah. her halfway. Because very atypically, she's like, oh, no, we wouldn't want to, you know, do anything with the studs. And so, well, well, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not something Buffy's done before. That's not her usual thing. Yeah.
0: And Faith's plan's not a well, bad that's a good one plan. where it's like, you got dumped, so yeah. let's go together. And yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't know where were they getting tickets for the studs though? That was my question, because <laughs> I'm a nitpicker.
0: I think that they were hoping that there were studs there that were flying solo. Like I
3: don't know.
2: I oh, could okay. see Faith hooking
3: up with Devon. Oh for sure. Yes. Yeah.
2: By yeah. the way, side note for some reason I looked up the actor who plays Devin on IMDb. Knowing him as Devin and looking at his IMDb picture is hilarious. Oh. He's got like this short haircut. He's wearing a jacket and a jacket and tie. It's like, wait, no, this is not Devin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. The actor at uh, Jason Hall. Yeah. He, he does yeah. not look like Devin McLash. <laughs> is he still working?
2: I think he's been, he's been where he's worked. Yeah.
0: I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's a dude. Dudes tend to work forever. Like, yeah, that's ever. true. I'm sorry was I sounding bitter there?
1: No, I guess. <laughs> just just a tad
3: maybe.
0: The last thing he was in was American Sniper. So that mm-hmm. was a couple a couple recent. years ago, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow.
3: We apparently all like... decided to Google at the same time, listeners. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. take this time to Google with us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh But yeah, Cordy gets distracted going into the library and is instead just campaigning her ass off, isolating Buffy more and more from the school, which will happen more in the next scene when she goes up to her favorite teacher, who is an asshole
1: okay and just a little you know like amuse bit of amusement because it was like uncredited jennifer Hetrick for those uh star trek next generation fans i was just like oh wait that's vosh what is she doing
0: here? i knew vosh. she looked familiar
1: yeah it was jennifer Hetrick. yeah she was on star trek she was she was vosh and you know what she's
3: a dick to buffy and she's dick to buffy and that class sounds amazing that she taught but the thing she doesn't realize is she should have been teaching that class about buffy because that is a contemporary american hero yeah
0: yeah i mean like i understand teachers not recognizing all of their students but yeah you put it well you put it better mm-hmm. than you did like
2: yeah yeah
3: that was rude as song you know. especially with the who yeah, cur- was she and i have friends that are teachers and they're like oh yeah kids come up to me all the time they're like oh teacher blue blah, blah. and they're like oh it's so good to see you again you walk away going i have no idea who the fuck that was but whatever i'm gonna be nice about it because i was their teacher
0: then buffy gets into her poor poor pitiful me though i mean like in a i mean that sounds really bad but she is kind of in this this headspace of she doesn't exist at the school and thinks back on the good old days at Hemry and how she's only going to be one picture missing on though so, do they not
1: have a reshoot day
2: apparently like, not apparently
1: not eh. which is weird because that was the other thing it's like usually, like if you're sick or you had to be somewhere, they always, like in our school, you always had like a separate set of time where you could reshoot or, you know, make up for people who weren't there. Well, on that day you
3: know, we all have established, established that the established writers know nothing about high school, but what I'm realizing in this moment is that. I think this is the episode where the kids act the most high school. Like we talk about, sometimes we justify something they've done because they Mm. are 16, they are 17, they are in high school. This one, maybe it's so fun because they actually act like high school students and none of the stuff they do, like Cordy's going to say some problematic shit here in a second, but it's all high
1: school shit. It's Mm. all that
3: queen bee, you know Mm. what I mean? It's not problematic in like the way other times it can be problematic. And I just, yes. I sort of realized mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's I, it's I mean, the most spend- high school of our high school yeah. stories, almost.
2: Yeah, one of my notes in here does read goddamn yeah, teenagers.
3: Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> like, I find them to be charming teenagers in this situation, not...
2: Well, this thing coming up with Cordy, I don't find charming at all, but... Uh,
3: yeah, I made it up. This episode,
0: yeah. I think, is really interesting because this is the most Cordelia-centric episode that we have of the show. There are other mm-hmm. episodes where Cordelia is kind of the damsel in distress, but they never really focus on Cordy as a character this one does and specifically setting up Buffy and Cordelia as very similar characters really Cordelia is coming up a little behind Buffy because Cordelia was much nastier for much longer but we will certainly see when she comes over onto Angel she will develop a lot of Buffy's more heroic qualities and in this episode Buffy kind of backslides into that Henry Cordelia-esque personality because I mean like as Buffy's a good person. She's a hero. But she can be really mean sometimes.
1: She can. Yeah, and I think it's that whole, like, Queen, as you were saying before, Queen bee, mean girls mentality that it kind of, especially when you're popular. It, it
3: I, I don't think she was ever as fully, fully as bad as Cordelia. No. Cordelia's, I like, think she an was,
1: expert at it. But, yeah.
3: Yeah. I I, I think that comes more from Cordelia's Buffy and her mom live a very solidly middle class life. I suspect it was much more upper middle class, but I don't think she was as wealthy as Cordelia's parents. Yeah. And that can sometimes make a difference.
0: Yeah. Yes. But certainly there is a cliquishness with Buffy that, I mean, it's not as predatorially aggressive as the Cordettes can be. But Buffy is certainly queen bee of her little group, and it can come out in a lot of different ways.
1: It can, yeah. And you get the—I get the feeling that, like, had she not become the Slayer, had she stayed, whatever, there was a possibility that she may not have ever been as cruel as Cordelia. But she might have gone more into that persona because she never had to worry about the fate of the world and everything else i think the slayer and the training and everything else and and everything she's been through has kind of tempered her personality and made her a better person too
0: buffy mentions that in i believe it's helpless that she compares herself to cordelia so yeah i think definitely being the slayer did contribute to buffy becoming a nicer
3: person i suspect that buffy Because Cordelia will outright just cut a bitch with her words, right? Yeah. I suspect Buffy, if she hadn't become the Slayer, would be that more sneaky kind, you know? It's like real sweet and personable and like, oh, my God, I love everybody. And then it's sort of that sneaky, undermining kind of thing because she can do that sometimes. Yeah. It's like
0: to your face, she'll be like, oh, my God, I love your hair. Oh, my God. Did you see that haircut? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
3: and I think... Yeah, this, being a Slayer has tempered her and taught her how to not just think for herself, yeah. to think about herself. And, so. c- and
0: certainly we will see elements of that with Cordelia in that a lot of Cordelia's roughness will be tempered by her receiving the visions and actually mm-hmm. developing an empathy for other people. In this scene, I think we do see some of Cordelia's hidden depths in that she has some pretty strange pop culture knowledge. That will come out in other episodes, but in this one, Guacamole Queen is a reference to Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention.
1: Oh, didn't it know is? that. It
0: is. It's from the song Inca Roads.
2: Oh, it's from Inca Roads.
1: Yeah, I don't know Zappa, but
2: I think yeah, that's I don't pretty Yeah I, I do know Zappa, but I, I don't know Inca Roads as well as I should i'm sure i bet greenwald's a huge fan
1: <laughs> yeah obviously
0: this will come up a couple of times with cordelia especially with like Vizeppo, where it's like how
3: do you know this cordelia it'll come up with buffy a couple times too i'm like there is no way you would have known that you do not know waiting for godot come on yeah maybe that <laughs> uh... was one day in class she was awake right <laughs> what high school teaches waiting for godot
0: but yeah they're Buffy and Cordelia are sniping back and forth at each other.
2: Cordy's just horrible here. I mean, it's very much actually like we just discussed about the teacher. It's like, okay, there are ways to say things and ways not to say things. And Cordy basically went full on how not to say things.
1: I I think that's very much Cordelia. There's a lot of times where she has no filter and she'll just come out and go for the jugular. Mm. And I think it's also the setup. I mean, but I think prom queen or homecoming queen or whatever is really super important. So she is going to use every... Yes. Every day in her arsenal to try and win that damn thing. But I, I,
2: I, I guess I see it as a regression because we, we yeah. had gotten to the point where Cordy was blunt, but not cruel and nasty. And now it's, it's like she's just being cruel and nasty.
3: But she I mean, wants this it, thing so hard. So. It's 100% a regression. For some reason, I'm just not that mad at Cordy for these things in this episode. I
0: can understand it because I think part of Cordelia's problem in this scene is... Buffy comes up to her and Buffy's already cooking like she's already really pissed Mm -hmm. off and she attacks Cordelia for something that honestly like this has happened to me a hundred times before where I will go to do something and then something will distract me and you forget entirely what you were gonna do yeah shit happens it wasn't
3: meant maliciously I mean it was inconsiderate but it wasn't Oh, let me fuck over Buffy.
1: Yeah, yeah, she didn't do it just. Oh, I don't want Buffy in the in the yearbook. Therefore, I'm going to like conveniently forget air quotes. I, yeah. So I, I, you're right. It wasn't malicious. It was just her mind I, was on more important things to Cordelia. It wasn't her priority. Yes,
2: I, 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 I might feel better if there was even a hint of apology in what Cordy says. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I had this more important thing to do. But she doesn't even do that.
0: But I think the problem is that Buffy comes up to her very confrontationally oh, yeah. and immediately says, I'm not going to vote for you. Buffy's actions through this episode. I mean, I'm not saying that I disagree with Buffy, but there's so much of the competition aspect that that makes them for. Forget- get that cordelia is their friend like they s- make a comment about how we're kind of friends and i mean what
1: kind of just going out with her how is she not you know his friend or and more than that actually you know yeah
3: i mean i've said it many many episodes is that they're not nice to cordy i said it i think mm-hmm. in the last episode the one before where i was like you know they just take her for granted yeah like they don't treat her like a friend after she's proven her worth so many times from prophecy girl on yeah and i you know i'd be fucking sick of it too myself yeah and Cordy can cut a bitch i'm sorry she really can when she wants to
0: from one competition into another we get mr trick introducing slayer fest 19
3: okay can i just have a moment of lust (laughs) Uh, first of all one of my kinks is men in velvet blazers <laughs> i can't like that. out like oh my god men in velvet blazers just get my motor running and that is an excellent velvet blazer he gave me like a whole Herschel all levi at the oscars and i was living for it
2: i i had a velvet blazer when i was a kid
3: <laughs> well that is
1: that is why you were the oh i was spirit. i was adorable <laughs> you were you still are I, I'm with you on this one, unless your name is John Pertwee, in which case, no. But
2: <laughs> no, I, have, I have a picture of me in this little velvet jacket.
1: But yes, we get the introduction
0: of Slayer Fest, and I love these kinds of stories. I really, really do. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for uh, hunting the most dangerous game, and I realized when I was watching this, I was like... <sighs> You totally ripped this off. And I ripped it off in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer story. But I mean, I did it on like a larger scale because I did like this epic crossover thing where it was the casts of Buffy and Angel and my spinoff series, Niazian Prophecies. And so, like, Wolfram and Hart kidnapped Buffy, Faith, Angel, Spike, Connor, Willow, and Illyria, And stuck them on this remote island with, like, Caleb and Hamilton and Adam and Glory and all of these, like, revived bad guys. And they had, like, clients bet on who would be left alive. And now I'm looking back on it. I was like, did they find Mr. Trick's notes on Slayer
1: Fest? Because that's <laughs> essentially what it was.
2: Well, it makes you feel any better? everyone is ripped off the most dangerous game oh yeah
1: yeah (laughs) it's one of those tropes that works really well so
2: yeah Yeah, it is it's it's a good trope for a reason they did it they did it in captain america a few issues back
0: (laughs) okay fair. uh just uh for our listeners the most dangerous game is a short story by richard connell which has been you know done by a ton of people it's the story of a Big game hunter who has gotten sick of hunting big game. So he lures sailors to this remote island and hunts them for sport. And he gives them three days to get away, and they rarely do.
2: I want to know how you win LobbyCon at SlayerFest. Do they have Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And how late does the bar stay open? I wouldn't yeah. know why a Buffy convention hasn't been named Slayer Fest. Good question. Seems like a really obvious name.
2: Uh, yeah, it really. How is that possible?
0: Oh, trick is so
1: smart. Oh,
2: he's so great. Yeah. Trick, is- trick, okay. trick is great here. He's like, and he, like, and he turns on a dime. It's like he's all serious, and he's like, no, nah, whether you're this and. Or- Or spiny-headed you with those spiny things on you. I don't know what you are. Spiny-headed
3: creature. (laughs) Like the way he says spiny-headed creature is.
2: A great I delivery. Live
3: for that. I
0: live for that. Yeah. But his whole it delivery
2: is, changes right at that second. It's just
3: like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> demon thing. But, but he's he's just such a smart villain. He's not in it for the glory. He he doesn't care about killing the Slayers to say, I killed two Slayers. He just wants to kill two Slayers to get them out of
3: the way. Right. And for the coin. And for the it's coin. It's practical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people had to pay an entry fee for this thing. Right. So, like. He's making, like, even if the prize was distributed amongst the, you know, he's still going to be taking a percentage off yeah. of that profit yeah, so... of this game and the entry fee. So, like, it's genius.
0: Yeah. No, he's, he's super smart. I love Mr. Trick. I wish we had maybe gotten a little bit more with him yeah. on his yeah. own before we got the okay. mayor into things. But he, he's just fantastic. And like I said earlier, like, half of the people there are human. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the yep. two vampires, you have the, Ku Klok of the Miquak clan, mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are human.
3: Presumably. Yep. Well, I mean, presumably, presumably, but yeah, right. they never say otherwise. They could
2: be German demons.
0: Well, I get the, the impression that the... The Germans are humans. They seem to be human terrorists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was his actual name, but what Buffy called him Jungle Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might be a demon of some sort.
3: Well, in Jungle Bob, it seems like they put him in there because they couldn't get werewolf hunter guy. Yeah, Kane. Kane. Kane like that yeah. would have been a great one to bring back, would have been Kane. Yeah, I was surprised he
0: wasn't there, actually. I think you might have actually stumbled upon something that that they might have wanted to
1: bring Kane back. Just, I always assume. At first, when I saw him, I was like, did they recast Kane? But That's no, what I, I think thought it, when I was watching, I was just about to say. I, I looked at it, looked up at the screen, I'm like, is that Kane? No, it's like some other guy. But yeah, it's basically in the vein of. So. You
2: know, I see yeah. why that seems obvious, but I it kind of doesn't work for me because Kane has his rationale for why he can kill people who happen to be werewolves. From what we know of Kane, he has a code. It's not a great code, but I don't think it would allow for him killing humans.
3: I disagree, but I hear your point.
2: I like I said, it doesn't work for me. It I mean I could see some and, and yes, his general character would work perfectly here.
3: Yeah. I just it always seemed to believe that they, they were going to bring him back and couldn't get the actor, and so they have Jungle Bob instead.
2: That yeah. is certainly possible. Yeah. yeah,
3: just from a production yeah. standpoint, like that yeah. just it feels
2: like that's what he's doing. Yeah, right. And of course, we have the the true low point of this episode, Ugh. which is that we get Lyle Gorch back
0: oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> with an annoying wife too, and, Yo, and, and she's
3: not even a good enough character to give her anything outside of ant amp- face. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she's just like I'm a roodin tootin. Bad girl, cowboy, stereotype. Yeah,
0: Which, to be
2: to be fair, is a great match for Lyle. <laughs> it so. is, but... Yeah. Yeah. Did, did
0: we really need to revisit
2: Lyle Gorch? I mean... No, no we no,
1: didn't. No, not really. No. I just feel like they, maybe because we didn't get Kane back, we had to have some like returning back. I
2: was just so. thinking that.
1: Oh, hey, look, see? He tricks got like a Rolodex of people who...
0: I think Greenwald, yeah, Greenwald directed Bad Eggs.
2: I was going to say, okay, there you I go. thought he was involved oh, yeah. with Bad Eggs. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he liked the actor.
1: Yeah. Maybe they're friends. It's like a James Gunn situation.
2: I don't know if the actor's actually that bad. I think the character is terrible.
1: True.
2: Uh, it may not yeah. be the actor. And, you know, often directors will take a shine to an actor and hire them for stuff.
3: Yeah, you know, sometimes it's not Mm. even about, like, how good an actor is. I mean, it's part of it, but it's part of, like, Mm -hmm. wow, this person was really pleasant to work with. Like, I was more apt to cast someone again. Maybe they didn't give as good an audition as this other person, but I know that they're pleasant to work with. They're hardworking. They'll learn their minds on time. They'll do all those things. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to choose who i know and-,
2: and this is why directors yes. like john ford had a stock company
3: Right,
0: for and sure.
2: and joss yeah, essentially right. has a stock company too
3: yeah. yeah so shall we move on to the
0: ugh, yeah. yeah so yeah. we go from the badness that is lyle gorch to the badness that is the clothes
3: fluke my least favorite pot of buffy oh god all yes time.
2: this is the bad yeah, I was the like- badness that will keep on giving unfortunately
1: yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot it started in this one because I know, I mean, having written about band candy, I know it's already happening there. But I was just like, oh, shit, I don't need this. I don't want this. Stop
3: it. And was there any in- indication of any lingering attraction? This came no. out of nowhere. No. This came out of nowhere. No. It's nowhere. Like,
2: it's purely plot driven.
1: And can I just say, I really hate the fact that, it, especially with Willow, it suddenly, like, comes off, the, you know, we take off the glasses and, oh, why, Miss Rosenberg, you're beautiful because she's wearing, like, you know. A nice dress, and she's like always oh, been Willow. And that to be dress honest, isn't even that cute. I
2: don't love that dress. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. It's I mean, like like, yes, it was okay. she looks good because she always looks good, as far as I'm concerned. I, you know, I have, I, I have the huge crush on Willow, but even I was like, no, that's not a great dress.
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
2: I mean, i say it's fine, but it's not like, oh my god.
1: Also, she didn't change her hair. She didn't change her makeup. You know, it's not like she suddenly had this like dramatic like transformation from you know, let's say you know tomboy esque whatever blah blah right. blah, which is some stupid trope to something like knockout bombshell. She shot. doesn't even she have, doesn't have
2: glasses. Have
1: a nice yeah. dress. She doesn't
2: even have glasses to take off. <laughs>
1: exactly. So but glasses fashion. are sexy, like, and you shouldn't
3: have to take them. Well, off. Well, I
2: know that.
3: Well, Exactly. From somebody who says, wearing I glasses, think all four of us, all
2: four of us, wear glasses. Wearing yeah. glasses. Yeah. And yes.
3: Logan Logan does sometimes. I mean, like,
0: everything was going so well for both Cordelia and Xander and Willow and Oz. Yeah. And even going into the scene, like, I actually, I would really like to like their conversation beforehand. Where Xander is asking Willow, like, how far, like, she's gotten with Oz. Because Mm -hmm. it feels like a natural conversation between two people that have known each other forever. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that
1: was very There's no trace
0: of Xander's jealousy. He's just Mm -hmm. asking. It's like, so what's going on between you and us? And when she's not answering, he's like, oh, I know.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, so rounding second. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's actually really sweet. And then they fucking ruin it by turning it into this sexualized thing. Ugh, I hate it. Uh, I hate
3: it, and I, I'm not even blaming Greenwald. I'm blaming, I'm blaming the production for putting this fucking subplot. Yeah, this was not like, a Greenwald been thing. The damn
1: story, and I'm gonna hate this all the way through the next, the end of the season. It's like, ugh, what, what idea was this? oh well, we got to throw in some proper bullshit. If
2: I had to speculate, I would guess that they did this because they have, at this point, relatively recently, decided they're going to do Angel. So yeah. they have to remove Cordy from it's this dumb, equation. It's
3: a dumb way It's a to bad do it. way
2: of doing it. It's there a are bad are way to do it. There are much
3: better ways to write Cordelia off. To break up Xander and Cordy, mm-hmm. there are, we're a, there's a million better ways to do that. Um, yeah. And it could have been dramatic.
0: The relationship is so volatile. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it didn't need to have this in it. And right, of and course,
2: this is this is, I mean, jumping ahead. This is going to be the episode where Cordelia says she thinks she loves Xander,
1: which is even horrible. which is, is even
2: worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you put those both in the same episode. What the hell is wrong with you people?
3: And watching Xander and Willow kiss is creepy. Mm-hmm. Like I was like grossed out because yeah, it, like, it was weird. like watching siblings kiss. Allie and Nikki have really nice friend chemistry, mm-hmm. but like their chemistry as a couple as sex object are, are is off. It's just flat out off, and I hate it.
2: Which, to be fair, is probably the right thing, the right way for it to be.
1: But it also, I put a lot of the, again, like, on Xander, because, you know, you can sort of justify it. Okay, maybe Willow never quite got over her feelings towards Xander, even though she's with Oz, but she's moving on. He never had feelings for her, and now all of a sudden, it's like out of nowhere. Throwing out
0: an idea. I'm not sure if it's a good idea, because I've just come up with it now. If we wanted to break up Xander and Cordelia and have Cordelia, you know, pull away from the group so that, you know, she will eventually move to L.A. and make things interesting. Knowing what we know from later in the season, what if they had stayed together and instead of doing this clothes fluke thing, Xander had slept with Faith later on. Mm
1: -hmm. That would have worked. Yeah.
0: And it would have, like more justified they have this i mean granted cordelia ends up hating faith a lot because faith tries to kill her but there's a lot of tense stuff that i actually think that it would have been a lot it would have worked a lot better for me had xander been unfaithful to cordy you know with faith rather than willow right and had it be like this one time like mistake rather than this ongoing affair which honestly like i i love this episode and i love band candy and just the episodes that have this are tainted for me
3: yeah and you, you still could have had the wish you still could have but it could have been a different reason why like lovers mm-hmm. walk instead of like it those differences would have been written around it's just it's a dumb plotline. like mm-hmm. it is it's it's, it's yeah. my it's my least favorite buffy plotline at least minor one in yeah. the history yeah. of the show.
1: Yeah. And also I got very ranty because I'm just like, Willow, what are you doing? What about Oz? I mean, you love Oz. Oz is awesome. Why are you doing this? Xander is not like some amazing catch. You know, it's just I, I, disrespectful to both their partners. And yet people cheat sometimes It came out of nowhere. And it's stupid. And I have
0: seen theories about why Willow would do this. And a lot of it does come from, willow being gay the idea that willow wants to sabotage her relationship with oz because of her sublimated gay self it's Uh, i think it's a cop-out myself
3: hmm. i do too but you know
0: because honestly for me this more confirms that willow does have a
3: genuine attraction to men
1: yeah me too it's like go
2: team bisexual (laughs) like yeah yeah no
3: yeah, and we'll definitely get into that when we get into Willow's sexuality, but team bye.
2: It's there to satisfy a plot need. It's very out of character. And I think, MC, you are absolutely right. If they had based Xander and Cordy's breakup around his fling with Faith, that would have been made much more sense. I would have been much more in character because I could see Faith doing what she does and I can see Xander going along with it. yeah because he is a teenage boy. mm,
1: Yeah, and it's pure hormones, and oh my God, I'm going to get laid, yay. And also, Faith is just, she's such a different character than, not, you know, slut-shabby or anything else, but Willow is such an innocent, and Faith, like, you know, we know what she feels about men, and Mm -hmm. she doesn't necessarily forty, and she's just, she's been around the block, so it, it makes more sense overall, you know... It's compared to Willow and uh, just uh,
2: no. No Okay, no. so we need a time machine. We need to go back in time and tell them to do it this way instead.
0: No, what what I need yeah. is I need the Rick and Morty like TV box where I can watch TV from different dimensions.
2: Ah, yes. Okay.
0: okay. I wanna
3: to go to the dimension where K. Todd Freeman was cast as Spike and was a southern vampire and watch that. I wanna see that. that.
1: I would love to. Because I, I suspect
3: I suspect. Spike would not have ended up with Buffy because racism. uh, Well, yeah. Unintentional racism, but still racism. But anyway, I would like to watch that, yeah.
2: But at the same time, K. Todd Friedman would have been great as Southern Spike. Oh, he would have been amazing.
3: So is James Marsters. (laughs) James Marsters is is great. Yes. He's great in a different way. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, for sure.
2: I think Allison actually does tie that bow tie. I think
3: she does, yeah.
2: Which is impressive. Yeah. Go, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's a bow tie thing. I have to talk about bow ties. That's true. Bow
3: ties are cute.
1: And bow ties are cool. So,
0: yeah. Let's stop talking about the clothes fluke for now because we will have a
2: couple more episodes. We'll
1: be ranting about this also. Yeah, we'll we'll have plenty of
2: time to talk about this. Yeah, we go
0: (laughs) on to Buffy's campaign and her big board, which I love the detail that they actually put into this board because if you look at Cordelia's cons list, xander is listed on it and not only that brie is listed on it
3: what is listed on it brie brie
0: Bri.
1: so there's another cheese because
0: cordy doesn't like brie then we have cordelia come in and this tense little conversation between her and buffy and buffy this is where she says that they're almost friends I remember when Cordelia drove her car into the library to save people?
3: I get it in the moment because they're competing and it's just another yeah. way to worm, you know. But yeah, no, Cordelia is your friend. Cordelia is not only your friend, Cordelia is your ally.
2: Well, but she's not here.
3: Yeah. No, I mean in general, in the fight against yes. evil, Cordelia right, is your Right, but ally. in
2: this scene she's not. And that's why the conversation, I think, goes that way.
1: But it's like if she were competing against Willow, would she suddenly have turned around and said to Willow, we're almost friends? Well, she would
0: never Mm -hmm. have competed with Willow. That's the difference.
1: That's true. I know, but it's still like, it's still more of what we've said that Mm Cordelia is treated really shabbily by Uh, all these people.
0: I do agree with Xander. Like, I mean, even if they do it mostly out of guilt.
3: Well, Xander's mm -hmm. reason is reasonable. Yeah. This is my girlfriend. Of course, I'm on team my girlfriend.
2: Well like, Xander and Oz both are like, uh my girlfriend, I gotta go yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, and
2: that's and that's reasonable
3: willow willow's
2: bullshit. reasoning on the other is hand, bullshit. is total bullshit yeah
3: it's Point like hundred percent yeah,
1: that's yeah her it's it's
2: what what was it it's not as important to you uh, it's like what
1: she, she needs us more than you do? yeah, yeah. or
2: something like that it's something st- well massively it's, it's stupid. all
0: out of guilt for well yes yeah, yeah.
2: but
3: it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 i willow no. Like, that is your best friend.
1: Especially when in the past, Willow's always been, oh, we're, we hate Cordelia. And we know she doesn't hate Cordelia anymore, but Buffy is her friend. And, yeah.
0: and her. also, if Xander and Willow are feeling so fucking guilty about what they did, they should be trying to avoid each other. So Willow and Xander right. should have said, Xander, you help Cordelia and I'll help Buffy. They, I mean, I know they're trying to set up Ex- this whole isolation yeah. of Buffy, but... Yeah. Willow and Xander should be trying to avoid each other yeah. instead of this stuff that goes. Yeah, on. Z-
3: Xander, I'm not going to fault him. Like if the if the close fluke never happened, and he said, you know, Buffy, I I've got to be with my girlfriend on this. She's my girlfriend. She's my date. But mm-hmm. Oz is so goes Willow. So, uh, uh, as, as Willow, as goes, Willow goes, goes, so, so does goes my, so my nation. Go. Yeah. I use that a lot, except I don't say Willow. It would be like as MC goes, so goes my nation.
0: I, I've, I've said that before myself. And we get.
3: Giles is just not in this episode. But he. But when
1: he is, he's hot. He, he will I wasn't get knocked even going to say that. He's
0: going to. I
3: have stuff to say about Giles later, but yeah.
0: But yeah, he doesn't understand why this is becoming such a big deal. and Of
3: course he doesn't.
0: He, he Buffy's kind of scary with her, like, crushing the apple juice. And that leads us into the montage of everything yeah. that's happening and i have to say cordelia's poster is some of the worst 90s photoshop oh, wow. i've ever yeah, seen it's
2: bad yeah. and by the way buffy's poster that's from like a photo shoot of oh, yeah. a show yeah, right? yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah that's that's of course okay. definitely
0: a promo photo i <laughs> yeah. i know that exact suit, shoot yeah, that exact
2: it suit, is so suit. obviously yeah like done for the show it's like
0: yeah there are <laughs> other photos oh. where she's like you know got her hand on angel's chest and they're yeah, you know, the
3: uh, yeah. bushes are behind them. I love this montage. It's super fun. And another fashion note, that gray dress with a sort of circle skirt that Buffy wears yeah. is stunning and timeless. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say 90s to me. Like, I would flat out wear that dress tomorrow.
1: I was thinking it was, like, really sweetly, like, 50s retro. It's very retro. 50s
3: retro, and it's so She looked great. Gritty. In and Buffy's hair is so... Because she's trying to do the popular girl thing yeah. where... Kind of Cordelia-esque clothes, but not quite to Cordelia's level of sleek. Um, She's got this sort of like, what does Cordelia say? This like shy, but you know, oh, I'm so shy kind of thing. But it's, Buffy looks
1: beautiful.
3: Mm -hmm. I covet that dress. Uh,
0: I do want to know where Buffy got a letter jacket from. I'm wondering if Xander (laughs) was maybe uh, down low trying to help Buffy out a little bit. Because he, he might have a letter jacket left from his days on the swim team.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: She looked really cute in the leather jacket. Yeah.
3: It just looks like it's more her size than let's yeah. say Xander's. Yeah. Size. I think it's just like montage. Even Buffy had a montage.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know the trading of muffins and all this different kind of stuff. I
2: yeah. want to ask, courting hands those people like baskets of candy, which to me is take home and eat later food. Why do they throw the muffins away?
3: I don't know. Because she they makes, s- it. They s- bad, she they makes them bad. They seem to be
2: enjoying them.
3: Yeah, but she makes them. She's sort of like you get this Does cupcake she? if you fucking throw away this muffin. Mm, like that right. was what I mm. assumed. Like,
2: well, this this is why by the end of the montage, I was so throughout this episode, I've been like kind of like, eh, fuck you, Scott. Eh, fuck you, Cordelia. Now at <laughs> this is the point where I'm just like, fuck all y'all. This is I am I'm done with the teenagers. I'm just this I'm turning into an old man here.
3: <laughs> and my notes are just like I'm delighted. Uh, (laughs) I know people are gonna say shitty things, but I'm just I'm fucking delighted by this point, and we're gonna get I'm Mm. gonna get even more delighted as we go through.
1: I just thought maybe they're not that good. Like she's not she couldn't make lemonade. Maybe they're not that good cupcakes either, as compared to well, people
2: have been eating them. But I think like this
0: little scene with Scott and Buffy. I think that uh, Andy, you were the one who said that Buffy would have been like that nice girl who's like really mean on the side. We kind of get a little hint of that because she's being like super manipulative with with Scott. And mm-hmm. yeah. presumably the guy that comes after, where it's like, oh, I didn't mean to drop my stuff. Oh, you're gonna vote for me? Oh, that's so nice of yeah. you. And then when they go oh, away, God. it's like check mark. Yeah. And now we get uh, now we get Jonathan. The appearance Yay. of uh, Jonathan.
3: Jonathan. He's hilarious with the big old cupcakey thing, and then like Cordelia gave me six dollars, like <laughs> with his <laughs> mouth all full, and just it's, like, great.
2: I mean, am I just living in New York again, or like? Cause he says six bucks, that buys a lot of cupcakes. Does that really buy a lot of cupcakes?
1: Oh, even I, by nineteen ninety-eight standards in, in New York it did not buy a lot. I think it's hyperbole. Yeah.
3: Like I think it's also, a hyperbolic line, not not oh,
2: a Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, six bucks. What a weird bribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like not ten or five, but Yeah, six is an odd number. I mean like the Cupcakes and the
0: baskets and the stuff are I guess, you know, I can understand that, but I feel like giving away actual money I feel like Cordelia Mm -hmm. could be
3: disqualified for that. Yeah.
0: Well
2: well Buffy does call her out on it in the next scene. She's like, Did you actually pay people
3: because we know that you know snyder's gonna come disqualify something for anyone i
2: mean especially Uh, if
0: buffy like comes to him and it is like yeah yeah yeah. Oh, the only person
2: snyder's gonna disqualify if he has that power is buffy
0: and uh, also uh vulcan death grip
2: um okay yeah i was gonna get into this a that isn't the vulcan death grip B not there is no Vulcan death grip. <laughs> I, mean, I
0: mean like doesn't Spock like make up the Vulcan death grip like to Yes.
2: Yes, yes it is totally yeah. fake and it is not what Cordy is doing. <laughs> I, I I have this in all caps in my notes. My Star Trek geek came out for yeah. this. I was really just like Grr!
0: <laughs> I, I, I think our listeners will have realized by this point that we are nerds of several orders you know like, we, we certainly <laughs> yes, bring up doctor admit- Who enough and we're, we're all kind oh, of yeah. Trackies and
1: yeah we're many flavored geeks mm-hmm.
0: so. a geek for all seasons Cordelia giving money is worse than Buffy's campaign posters like mm-hmm. totally yeah. yeah there's nothing wrong with Buffy's campaign posters except for the fact that they don't actually say that she's running for a homecoming queen yeah.
1: <laughs> Well,
2: technically,
0: yeah. Vapid
1: whore. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that pissed me off. Is that before or after Cordy pulls the? Well, at least I have two parents.
1: I. That's after.
0: It's it's after. Yeah, they're both super nasty in this. They're they're nasty. Yeah, they're
3: nasty. I just we've talked about it. Yeah, it's shitty. And once again, I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, they're super nasty, and I'm fine with it. Like I don't know why I'm so fine with it when it just totally offends me in other kinds of episodes. Maybe because this thing is so fun and it clips along at such a fast pace and it's sort of manufactured drama, but in like a fun way, you know? I guess. So like I just, Well, I, I think they're for both me, horrible.
2: Yeah, for me, the, one of the things is it's like, it's the thing I have every time we do an episode is that there's a lot of stuff that if I was just watching this casually, I would probably just not think about. Yeah. But because I'm analyzing yeah. the episode, it's like, oh no, I hate that.
3: But yeah, I guess I'm just having problems analyzing this episode, because it's just, for me, a whole barrel of monkeys. It,
0: it, it's a really good episode, except for, like, close the fluke. next scene. Um,
3: uh,
2: yes.
0: Which, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Because, uh, I mean, like, okay, they had their clothes fluke, but now you guys are like, you know, can I chew on your ear and all of this bullshit? It's
3: just disgusting. I'm like, uh-huh. I, 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 like, really... I'm like, uh, you know, we. have Sorry, I'm just gonna make it a like incoherent noise. Yeah, no, it's, it's anguish.
0: Yeah, it's like we already hated Xander, yeah. and like at this point in the show, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to hate Willow. It's like, and I, and I think actually when I was watching the first time around, this. I, I tried to hold on to my love of Willow so tightly that I tried to put the blame on Xander.
2: Which in most cases is totally reasonable.
3: But no, Willow's <laughs> no, fucking it's, I mean, terrible. It's, it's both of them, and they're both, both
2: apprehensive. Yeah, like, no, in this case, it's yeah. both of them. Yeah, I, There there are two two things in this scene that I, I would say I maybe like is a little strong, but that I think are good parts of this scene as opposed to the icky parts of the scene. Willow's comment about them overcompensating because i think they are oh
0: yeah they definitely <laughs> are yeah.
2: and also xander's thing about i finally i got to be a senior at last i got a girlfriend at last and things are still fucked up it's like yes xander that's life <laughs> getting what you want doesn't fix everything
0: and Also, you're the one that's fucking them up
2: well yeah that too right.
0: it's, it's not like anybody forced him to kiss willow He chose to do that, and he's continuing to explore that. So fuck you, Xander. And fuck you, Willow. And
1: fuck you, Willow. Xander could have easily said, you know what? I'm in this relationship. I have all this stuff. I'm not going to screw it up. You know what? I'm attracted to you, but I'm not going to do it. because We need to
3: not spend so much time together right now.
1: And then it wouldn't be so fucked up, would it, Xander? Because you'd be making a mature choice. I mean, I know they're high school students, and they don't. Yeah. But they come up with a plan and that
0: plan is getting Cordelia and Buffy in the limo See, and this is
1: when this episode
3: starts to fire on all cylinders. Yeah. Like, it gets really entertaining.
0: I'm even willing to ignore the plot hole that Mr. Trick came to town specifically to find Faith, so I don't know how, like, Cordelia was mistaken for Faith. And the video. Oh, God. The video for Slayer Fest. Oh, God,
2: yes. I, I was looking and I was like, Oh, my God. It's like seeing that laptop in I, Robot, Eugene. It's <laughs> just like, oh, my.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Cordelia's indignation. It's like, I'm not a slayer. But, you know, they they start to run away. We go ov- back to Homecoming. We get the first show. Mm-hmm.
3: Is that Oz in a velvet jacket? It I is Oz in it. a velvet
0: jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was yes. like,
3: wait, that's Oz. And he's wearing it. Like, that is the epitome of, like in a velvet jacket Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> And points to Seth I think his, his guitar miming is marginally better In this episode It,
3: it gets better, yeah. it gets better.
0: Yeah. And he wrote a song for Willow Oh,
3: I know Who and, doesn't and,
0: deserve it
3: And she, Giles tied, I was to say she doesn't deserve Giles it Giles trying to tell a joke
2: that was great. I I, <laughs> I actually like, I like love Giles like, in this like, scene. Giles
3: is like not in this episode much because it does he doesn't really need to be.
2: No, know? but, but like, this scene is just he's wonderful. He so
3: freaking funny.
2: You can tell Tony Head is just having the best time doing this scene. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just wanted to go back a minute to the Oz writing a song for Willow. They mm-hmm. actually picked a really good Four Star Mary song to have Oz write for Willow because it's the song she knows. And Mm -hmm. here are some of the lyrics to it. Won't ever, can't ever find my sanity. Uh, Won't ever, can't ever till I hear her calling for me. She knows that side of me. I can't help it. I can't help that side of me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh Oh, my God.
3: Nice. That is
0: really good. Oz wrote a song about his lycanthropy and about how Willow accepts him for it.
3: Oh, now I'm even more pissed off at
1: Willow. She totally doesn't deserve this. No,
2: of course, but do it. Out of curiosity, do we do we know if this was an existing song or if they actually wrote it with Mm. with having it be on Buffy in mind? It
3: was probably an existing song. It's an existing song. I think most of this stuff is off one of their like first albums or something. But almost all of it. They they did a really good uh, pick.
1: Yeah, whoever did the music picking
0: yeah but yeah giles comes in and he makes two jokes i know the
3: one about the finger sandwich is actually
2: that i love that (laughs) it's such a
0: dad
3: joke it is and i actually put in my note giles you awkward dad i
1: love you (laughs) that's what my exact note says he also he looks so good well Here,
3: all of the time. I don't even. If I were a single mom at that dance, I would have spotted like chaperoning the dance. I would have been like, (laughs) you, you over there with the British. And you, oh, oh, finger sandwiches, Mr. Giles. (laughs) You're so. So, you
2: mean like maybe Joyce?
1: have yeah, a better
3: that's <laughs> next
0: episode that's next oh, episode that next week next week
1: but yeah oh you know oh you try you try this <laughs> i would have been i would have been
3: throwing myself at him yeah. uh anyway so yeah tony had delivers great jokes yeah
0: uh the scenes uh of homecoming are intercut with uh cordelia and buffy running from the hunters and cordelia actually saves buffy
2: good for her
1: Dresses, the green, the coral, the hair, everything. They both look fabulous.
2: Well, given what Buffy spent on that dress, it better look fabulous. Well,
1: I was—I'm actually going to
3: respectfully disagree with Jan, but respectfully, my notes say, "God, I okay. hate those dresses. I think they're super ugly. Like even yeah. for the '90s, <laughs> right, well, I just didn't like different aesthetic. It was but... the—it was the—it's Cordy's satin. Great color on her. I just said, the, you know what? I didn't hate them. I think they're meh. But you are totally. Okay. Welcome to love those dresses, and tell me why because you obviously do.
1: I like the shape. I like the color on both of them. I thought like the Carl looked really good on on Sarah. I thought Pretty Lily looked fabulous in green. I don't know. I just there was something about it. I was like, oh wow, they both really pop. They look really good. Maybe that dress is not worth her entire years worth of allowance on it because I'm not sure why it was that expensive. Yeah, I was
2: wondering about that.
1: Yeah, but. I thought they just—they just overall both of them. I thought their hair, their hair and makeup were both really yeah.
0: beautiful. I'm weird. I think they looked really good at the end of the episode. But oh, they're hot at the end of
3: the oh, yeah. episode.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And also in terms of like that dress costing Buffy an entire year's allowance. Again, this is fucking homecoming. Right. There's an entire episode yeah. later on where they have the prom. So it's not like they don't have yeah. a prom where that's where they should be spending the
3: money. And it really depends on the town whether homecoming is the big deal or not. Like yeah. prom, I mean prom's a big deal cuz it's juniors and seniors, but homecoming mm. was open to everybody where I went yeah. to school, like and it was if you're living in a smaller town where football's super important, homecoming is like a much bigger deal than it is in a more mm. urbanized area where maybe that's not the case. So I'm sort of back and forth on the importance of prom versus homecoming. I, I feel like
0: homecoming wouldn't be that big a deal in Sunnydale because they don't seem to have very good sports teams because of the number of deaths that they the have. death rates.
1: I
3: get it, but I'm just <laughs> like, you know, prom homecoming, yeah. it, it's different, I guess. My
2: my assumption was just that Buffy had gotten caught up in the whole competition with Cordelia. Mm. And so she had to buy this really expensive dress because even when, as she says it, she's you, she gets this look like, why did I do that?
3: Boom, <laughs> David, boom. <laughs> that is the answer to yeah, that. That's yeah, that's uh, And then we get a little bit of exposition
0: as to who's a- exactly coming after them.
3: Spine-headed demon guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and we get back to the homecoming and Faith getting revenge for Buffy.
1: You go, I
3: well. don't know. I loved it. I'm like, I, no, I do. No, I love it. I, yeah, you I love Faith yeah. tries so hard. She really does. Mm-hmm. She does. And I
1: love her.
0: And yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of Scott getting all up in that chick like so soon after breaking up with Buffy. But yeah. it, whatever. We yeah, actually she- don't know how long that montage was. Yep.
3: True. We that's- don't. And yeah, I, yeah, Faith is really trying. And again, I wasn't the hugest fan of Faith. When I first watched through the series, but as the years have gone on, I just, again, I want to wrap her up in a blanket and take her home and be like, let me feed you. Let me tell you you're safe and let me tell you you're worthy because no one else has ever done it for you. I did put in my notes that um I was like, oh, Eliza looks so hot. Eliza is 17. You will not be writing notes about the good lookingness of Faith because that just feels a little skeevy for me at this point. <laughs>
0: she cleans up well let's put it like that yeah. <laughs> like
3: eliza now i can skeeve on all day but like it feels mm-hmm. weird for me i'm like oh she's 17
0: once once we get to you know um like angel season four and stuff then we can then
3: we'll then i'll, I'll be all right yeah, yeah.
0: buffy and cordelia end up finding this abandoned shack to go hide in eh, this and this is the this yeah. is the crux of the episode so great mm-hmm.
2: This is, this is what all the horrible setup and regression of characters and everything is there to set up.
0: And I feel so bad for Cordy. Because, yeah, she admits that she loves Xander. and <laughs> That
1: broke my heart, and I was also like so pissed off as Xander. Yeah.
2: Despite her speculation that it Mutual. might be temporary insanity. but <laughs>
3: yeah, I yeah. mean, a Chia pet really is a better thing than Xander. Yes. Especially those Bob Ross yes. Chia pets. Those are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, like... Even
0: before the clothes fluke, like, Xander... Like, we said it before that Cordelia's always been more into Xander than Xander was into mm-hmm. Cordy. And yep. I yeah. think this episode just proves it. That Xander kind of takes opportunities where he can because he's this horny teenage boy.
1: And it's a shame because... Cor- I mean personality issues aside Cordelia's a pretty damn good catch especially being like you know one of the most popular girls in school so what the hell is And this? even
0: personality like Cordelia has her issues like she has in the past but yeah. she has grown so much from what we saw in mm-hmm. Welcome to the Hellmouth that she's she's smart she's funny yep. and when you're not on her bad side she's a really great person to be
3: around
1: yeah, and she's very loyal to the people that she's loyal to. Which so. we will
3: see. Like, Cordy is... Once she gets past her rich girl bullshit, and she gets over on Angel, Cordy is loyal. She hasn't found her tribe yet. No, but, I mean, she is... Mm-hmm. Like, that is a defining aspect of Cordelia. She is loyal. She is the heart of Angel investigations. Yeah, and they said, is, says, mm-hmm, say that yeah. several yep. times.
0: And actually... And, I mean, like, this is getting in stuff from Angel, but once she leaves... It's not the same, and they admit that once in the episode where she comes back, that Cordelia being missing is like a vacuum for them. The Scoobs never knew what they had.
3: No, they never did.
0: No, they didn't.
3: Because Buffy is cliquish. I mean, you know I love Buffy, and normally I defend her, but I just realized it's because Buffy is cliquish.
0: Yeah, she is. Um, I have a lot of issues with that, especially in regards to, like, Jonathan, but... Yeah, Buffy has her group of people that she kind of deigns as important, and everybody kind of outside that, she will accept some of them. Or it's like, okay, you're dating so and so, so you know you've got to be around. But it comes up with Anya, it comes up with Tara a little bit where they're not really. Bringing Buffy her does into the group. grow
3: yeah. up quite a bit in those seasons, and I think learns to appreciate other people that are not just her friends. But yeah, especially Tara. But I think both of. Buffy and Cordelia make really good points in this discussion.
0: Buffy wants a normal life. She does want to be able to run for Homecoming Queen without, you know, she just wants, you know, to have fun. But Cordelia on the other side, she's like, she doesn't understand why it's important to Buffy. And that's not a bad thing. It's because Cordelia knows what Buffy is doing is so much more important. You are saving the Mm -hmm. world. Like, why do you need this? But so I think both sides have like this really good point and they just kind of have to
3: meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So, like, can we talk about spatulas?
1: We can. Spatula City. Like, Spatula City.
3: Like, I, that, it's just funny. Yeah. The recurring gag of like, she's like, no, why would you want a phone? (laughs) It's like so much easier to use a spatula. (laughs) And then later on, like Cordy's trying to fight, and Buffy's like Cordelia the spatula. Like <laughs> she's like, fine, you're doing better yes. with the spatula. Just Cordelia the spatula. I just, it's great.
2: Of course, later when she asks for the spatula, they're in a room full of weapons. But yeah,
3: like, <laughs> but no, she says it once in the cabin too, because Cab- Cordelia's trying to fight yeah. the oh, yeah. spiny headed guy, and right. you know, and she's trying to knock him with other things, and, and Buffy's like Cordelia spatula. And, like it just and, and I think by the end of that conversation, they have a real understanding of where the other person is coming from.
1: Yeah, Christmas like comic timing in general. Always, <laughs> it's always, always on point. She's so funny and like so on point. Yeah, un- yeah, no, yeah
3: she's be. really, she's an MP MVP here. Like her comedy wise, she is really mm. so yeah. f- a Physical comedy yeah. too, which is like she's good.
0: Curious as to why there is a working phone in that dilapidated, boarded up I- cabin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, who's
2: paying well, the bills? Well, but... I'm. I'm trying to figure out how Kulak gets there first when the guy who's controlling the Germans knows about the phone and cuts it off.
3: Ditto. His Kulak was already on their tail. I don't yeah. know. I I know the
2: I yeah. know the real world reason is we spent money on that headpiece. We need to use it. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Plot device. Uh,
2: Kulak,
0: yeah. who I really I like Kulak. Uh, oh, I Kulak's love Kulak. great. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's played by Chad uh, Stalhetsky, who is David Boreanaz's stunt double.
3: Oh, Oh. oh. okay, that's right.
2: A demon played by a guy named Chad. (laughs) You gotta love it. uh, (laughs) Like,
3: yeah, does he? And I think he stays with. David Boreanaz for a while right I'll have to look that up for another time but yeah he um, is definitely he
0: he is not the stunt double that they used in becoming he is the one that actually really looked like David mm -hmm. but yeah he plays Kulak and I like the little bits of him like when he's uh, with Jungle Bob and he's like want me
2: to cut that off I I actually have a question about that why isn't that bear trap easier to open for someone with human hands
1: Good question. <laughs> uh, prob- it's probably
0: set specifically because he, it's not a bear trap. It's a slayer trap. So.
2: Oh, right. Good point. Okay. Makes sense.
0: But yeah, they, they have the fight. And it's rare that we get Buffy fighting with guns.
3: Yeah. And she's not yeah. good at it. Yeah. Her shot was... I mean, that's not something Giles trains her
1: on.
0: Yeah. Well, no. because guns represent the real world. And we will see later yeah. on that... We want to keep the real world out of Buffy. Once we finally get the explosion, boy, the we can see our bigger budget.
3: Yeah, yeah. and the and the jump out the window is really epic and superhero. Yeah, like
0: yeah.
2: A little unrealistic because they'd be much more cut up than that. But
3: I,
0: and that's <laughs> it's TV movie logic. I mean, come on, it's not like they're it walking is. away from it
3: in slow mo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the real the real surprise for me was that they. Did it so that they both go through the, win- the uh, window together?
3: Yeah. Well, I think that's representational, though.
2: Maybe. I mean, but I would I would have thought Buffy, being Buffy, would have made a point of taking the brunt of breaking the window. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I think the point of them going through together is at this point they're to, they're together. Yeah. It's like a symmetry kind of
0: thing.
2: Yes. It may be symbolic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I buy that.
3: Yeah,
0: and they're they're running away back to the library, but. They're not going to find help there because the gorches have already gotten there. And what's the counter on Giles
3: getting knocked out at this point?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, A lot.
3: A lot. Uh, four, five, six now?
2: Is that it? Oh, six, yeah. Uh, there
0: is a super cut of all of the times Giles gets knocked out. Of course there out. is. I'm awesome. pretty sure it's set. Uh, I get knocked down by chumbawamba yes <laughs> oh
3: awesome oh that makes me happy i'm gonna go look for that and post it on our tumblr okay the gorgeous the Gorches are there that spatula yeah. is totally not made of wood but whatever
0: when buffy and cordelia actually get there that's when it actually gets good because i mean yeah
3: i do love like so cordy didn't get to slay a vampire she actually had to jot let Asked Joss to do it at the end of the season, yeah. but she basically slays a vampire. Yes, like she does not physically slay slay Lyle, but she verbally. Oh, yeah. slays him, and the yeah. fact that he just runs off, he's like no, nope, and he nope, never nope, comes nope. back.
2: No, no, he just he doesn't even think about it. He just nope's out. Yeah. He just like, nope's out. <laughs> yep. He's like,
3: you know what? This may or may not be the Slayer, but like fuck, I'm not dealing with that woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that. I, I yeah. love that. And that Cordelia and Buffy are both so resourceful in their fighting. Yeah. Mm. Like Cordelia is not at Slayer levels, but she certainly holds her own and is
2: is resourceful and, you know. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and I do have a nitpick. We see Candy playing with that crossbow before they get there. So when they get there, she doesn't have the crossbow and she just starts kicking them. <laughs> she does. It's so like, what was the point? <laughs> sometimes okay. in the heat of the moment you I mean, forget it, things and she's dumb yeah and i have a vampire yeah. mythology question here staking of staking a vampire does the stake have to be wood
3: yes yeah that doesn't yeah it does and that, that does not look
2: like a wooden spatula I know,
3: we're just gonna have to yeah no i have the same thing in my notes that does not look like a wooden spatula it looks plastic yeah
0: it, it does but, it mm. does need to be wood because actually at one point Riley stakes Spike with a wood grain. With a faux wood grain. Yeah. With, yeah.
2: Oh, he, right.
0: He just does it to say that okay. I could stake you if I wanted to. Right. All right. Yeah, no, it's, it's bad. It, that's bad propping. Buffy! We get to see Buffy being like... Spot- I mean, I don't want to say smart because Buffy's smart a lot. But we get to see her using her reasoning that we don't often mm-hmm. get to see. And figuring oh, loved yeah, it. figuring out that they're they're being bugged with the corsages because that just kind of comes
3: out of mm. you know, nowhere.
0: It's just Buffy putting things together.
3: But I guess we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, the fact that the Germans are humans. Uh, they're human beings.
2: Oh, yes. And I I no, she I'm... didn't physically
3: yeah. kill them. She killed them. She basically, she murdered Yeah. Him. She, she murdered them in cold yeah. blood and it's never... Yeah. we're gonna make such of a big deal out of the way that faith kills Ellen is a hundred percent an accident yeah like it's not and this was pre- mm-hmm. I mean it's not like I would call it manslaughter I mean I don't know because it's not like premeditated in the extreme like it weeks of planning ah, right like in the moment it's it's premeditated, it's premeditated and she knows they're gonna kill them I joking. mean Buffy would yeah.
0: get off on self-defense but Yes, but she's but, yeah, But she straight up
3: murders them. She straight up yes. yeah, murders two humans. As far as we know, they're humans. Yeah. And the show says right. nothing about it. Yeah. And it's such an important sticking point in this, in Buffy. Angel's a little different, but on Buffy. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's the thing that happened. Look how smart she is moving on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to say, yeah. I mean, well, this is me. So I am disappointed in how inconsistent I'm finding the philosophy of who you kill and who you can't on yeah. this show yeah
3: no it's it's yeah. disappointing
0: i i think it comes down to do we want to have a storyline about it which is irritating but that's yeah. basically what it is
2: yeah but it's it's such a it's something that comes up so often that 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 they don't have a consi- they didn't think through a consistent philosophy on it, it depresses me as a philosopher
3: as someone so, that, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're in the writer's room, someone should point out some kind of inconsistency like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. is this OK? But the thing we're going to do that they've already broken the storyline. Mm-hmm. They've already yeah. broken the yeah. storyline. You know, they have the writer's room has already done that about Faith killing like Alan Finch. Right, Finch? Yes. It Finch, is. yeah. But yeah, I mean, they make you would have thought someone would catch that in the writer's room and it could have been they grabbed. Oh, look, I just came out with a brilliant way to fix that. She grabs the Trank gun for Oz and does away with them like that mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of actually murdering yeah. them. Because we know right. they have access to a Trank gun.
0: Yeah, and also right. these guys, I mean, it's like they, you know, Trank them, dump them outside the police station because these guys are internet.
3: They're wanted ter- by Interpol. Terrorists. Once again, we wrote the show better than the writer. Yes, I I mm-hmm. want
0: to go to the yeah. dimension where we re-
2: we wrote Buffy. Yeah, yeah
3: really and we have lots That'd of money nice. and live in a mansion, yeah
2: <laughs> yep. I just want to watch the show just for the record yeah. I want it, I want the record to show that I am pouting.
3: Why are you <laughs> pouting because you don't get to live in that dimension
2: but that and the whole philosophy thing about killing uh, and who you can't no, kill no, I'm, sti- it, it, I'm still yeah. upset about that i'm This really bothers me
3: <laughs> it really bothers me too no i'm I'm fully behind you there, David.
2: I think I've been spoiled by the good place.
3: Buffy hmm. straight up murders some dudes
0: and uh their boss wins Slayer Fest but it doesn't matter because Trick is arrested.
1: And he gets frog marched off. Yeah. Of
2: and also does he doesn't really win Slayer Fest. Does well, he he? He, thinks thinks he, does. He, won. he thinks he does? He thinks he does. Yeah. But he
0: didn't win. And
2: I do kind of wonder what happens to him.
0: He just kind of disappears. After Trick, I mean, it's... I assume that Trick, you know, by that point he doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Or Trick yeah. goes back and says, "No,
3: you lost too. The girls are still alive." Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. keep all of this money. I'm going to keep all this money. Mm-mm, money is good. Yay, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to buy more velvet blazers. <laughs> I,
2: just... <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say. And then yeah, I'm just... going to
3: call Andy up and be like, I know a vampire, but you want to go out? And be like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah, we get Trick and the mayor together. And um, really? I love it. I mm-hmm. love oh. Mr. Trick mm-hmm. and I love the mayor. And this is where, yeah. where we finally finally get that really that there's something sinister going on with the mayor it's not just he's trying to control what the flow of information or that he's trying to keep things a secret no he's actually doing bad shit so but it's so yeah. subtle and they really do a great job of seeding the mayor throughout the mm-hmm. season i actually think that The way they do the mayor's storyline is probably the best long-running storyline of the show.
3: Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's perfectly... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just perfectly woven in. And, you know, I always think about who's my favorite villain. And I Mm -hmm. think it might be the mayor. He's not... It's not my favorite season. But in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, consistency and arc and how it's written. And then the acting... It's just oh. the most perfect casting. Harry Greiner is so And good. he's it is. so, so, yeah. so good that...
1: Yeah, because he looks so, like, bland and vanilla and, like, and white bread and all-American Yeah, gay, it's and just and so
3: great, and he's, he's so... Like,
1: evil. Like, I
3: think the yeah. mayor just, like, might be my favorite. There are more villains that are more important, but I think he's just, like, just in terms of fun-ass villains, definitely Mayor Wilkins. Top.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he is... Harry Grayner is somebody that I always love when he turns up in things because he's one of he's kind of one of those that guy mm. actors where it's just like hey it's Harry Grater he is and
3: yeah. he also has yeah. like massive Broadway experience and sings mm. really right. well um, so I'm always just like anyone that's like a Broadway guy I'm all over that like he's great really nice voice I yeah. remember seeing
0: pictures of him as Munkus Trap from Cats yeah <laughs> now yeah.
1: I wonder if I saw him. He's, he's got it go he's and... got a great voice yeah
0: and then we get to uh the crowning and um like i said earlier um i love the way the girls look when they're all beat up and they're I, I, i don't know if it's i don't want to call it a fetish because it's not really a fetish but i love when characters get into fights wearing formal wear (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah okay no okay yeah, so fun. um i'm seeing i were talking or right the other day was it you talking about like shout out to brooklyn 99 yes when amy when amy santiago gets in like a fight and takes down people and arrests them in a wedding dress like it was yeah it was great um you should all be watching that show by the yeah, way yeah and
0: like i've i've done it in my own writing like it i never actually released this one but at connor's wedding like he and his uh you know, bride got into demon battles wearing their, their bridal
3: clothing and Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a good trope. It's a good trope. I it's love a it. it's a fetish in the same way velvet blazers are a fetish for me. Like I don't actually need a velvet blazer to get off, but I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah.
2: Good good to
3: know.
2: It,
0: it, 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 <laughs> it's it's a trope I really love and I love that the girls bonded in this situation. I really wish that we had seen some more payoff with it because
1: we don't mm-hmm.
3: I honestly think Cordy lost because of Xander. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think No, I think dating him has taken her down and consistently hanging out with the Scoobies and all that stuff. She Mm -hmm. hasn't been as into the social scene, right? She's spending a lot of time with Xander. And I don't think she's, like, not Queen Bee anymore, especially the Cordettes. It's, like, not that, you know, people don't not
2: respect Cordy. Well, we haven't seen her with the Cordettes since she blew them off saying, I can date whoever I want. And
0: the next right. time we will see them right. is in The Wish, when they try to mock her by setting her up with Jonathan. So.
3: Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's lost some social cachet. And maybe Holly and, I don't remember the Michelle, win because they're actually just nice. Yeah. They seem mm. just kind of like nice girls. And, and also, you know I mean? like, like,
0: they're not... Buffy and Cordelia... Cordelia's not nice.
3: Buffy and cordelias they were being super aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's probably because, oh, you know, those girls are nice. Let me a pencil once in class. And they're not aggressive and and they're not mean like Cordelia can Mm -hmm. be
2: a lot. Yeah. So. Right. And essentially they were running the same campaign. So like when, when Cordy talks about Buffy splitting her vote, I mean, that's absolutely what happened.
3: I always like to blame Xander for things, so there's that. Well,
2: no, it's also Xander's fault. It's it's absolutely <laughs> well, Xander's Xander fault.
3: Xander can also be blamed for Buffy not winning, because Buffy hangs out mm-hmm. with people who aren't cool. Yeah, I mean, yep. I think more of Buffy's thing is that she's just not popular. Not unpopular, but just not... I mean, people are going to recognize her later on, but like... If they recognize right. her enough to make her class protector, they probably are a little
2: scared of her too. Yeah, that's the thing. There, there's always yeah. been this kind of undercurrent that's like, no, we don't. It's not exactly we don't like Buffy, but she's weird.
3: Yeah, and she's around the yeah. bad. She protects us from the bad things, but if we're near her, she, we're going to be near the bad things.
2: And that, mm-hmm. yes. So there, yeah. I think there are a lot of factors there. I, I, I have to admit, I kind of, I kind of don't love the ending because the The fact that the other two candidates tie the vote just my my brain goes the stats don't work on this oh, I don't I buy it, it. Yeah. I, I mean it's can't... it's it, it's it's a throwaway joke that eh, I think it's the it only
0: way that this episode can work I
3: mean yeah they they can't win the well it could have
2: worked if they didn't have so many candidates I mean I they think, wrote themselves I, into that joke
3: I think it's a fun parallel that there are two winners
2: yeah when maybe.
3: Cordy and Buffy are obviously the clear winners of their relationship yeah. drama. Right? right. So there's two of them, two yeah. of the other girls, and I think it's just like a symmetry, maybe for me. And yeah. and the girls, Cordy and Buffy can't win. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it right. absolutely make no sense if they had Right. One. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cordelia can't win because what one of them can't get one up on the other. And Buffy definitely can't win because we can't have that moment until we get the prom and she gets the class protector right. award, where right. she gets recognized for what she has done for the school.
2: Yes. Yeah and I will have thoughts about that.
0: We will get to that in I believe
3: 14 episodes. Uh final thoughts on this episode. I love this episode. I really do. I mean, we've said a lot of nitpicky points, but I just I I it's fun. It's again I bring this up a couple times in the podcast. It's a I want to watch Buffy, but I don't want to be sad. I'm going to I'm going to throw on Homecoming cuz it's just it's it's a wicked amount of fun and I really like it. Yeah,
1: I can see that. Yeah, other than the. the, the oh, yeah, we don't be
3: seeing it, and see, I just pretend that doesn't happen. I like, no, other than that, I love this I,
1: episode, and I can just kind of like blank out when that goes yeah, on. Yeah, I check my rest-
3: email. I check my email during that scene. I go to the bathroom, yeah. I refill my teacup, and then I come back yeah. and watch a delightful episode.
1: It's like the one flaw, but it's one of those things where you can ignore it and move on. It's yeah. not like something that's going to happen on the whole thing. So,
3: yeah, I just I, I like this episode a lot.
2: Yeah, I guess, like, my brain tells me this is a good episode, but my gut gets annoyed by a lot of it it's and and i mean you you've heard me talk about this throughout the thing and like by the end of the episode i'm like screw all of you people <laughs> i just it's <laughs> like every i mean it gets it then gets better after i hit that i kind of hit peak i don't like anyone here like about 2 thirds of the way in and then it gets better from there david's
0: becoming a cranky but, old man <laughs> I,
2: I am i am that's that is exactly what's happening <laughs>
1: but i'm older than he is and i'm not a but as you're not an as old as man, man
2: exactly That's true. I'm an
0: old woman. exactly yeah i like this episode and again like it's i like this episode except for the the closed fluke stuff yeah. but i will ignore that because there's a couple of episodes that involve the clothes fluke plot line and that i really like yeah. and it's like i'm just going to like blank this stuff out this isn't happening yeah. mm-hmm. um so a couple of bits of trivia so uh, when Buffy is standing in front of the whiteboard, there's actually a bandage on her left hand. Sarah Michelle Gellar had cracked a bone ah. while filming an earlier scene. Ow. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, and she had to take it easy on her hand for a lot of this episode. And music-wise, we have Fell into the Loneliness by Laurie Carlson at the opening scene in The Bronze. Jodie Foster by Pinehurst Kids when the yearbook pictures are being taken. Uh, fire escape by fastball during the
1: montage which i actually recognized because i loved i actually loved fastball back in yeah this was actually
3: a recognizable radio hit song Mm -hmm. not just like a song that was on buffy by an indie band that was actually a song that was on the radio yeah
1: yeah, fastball had their like five minutes of fame and then kind of yeah. disappeared. They weren't good bad. And
3: there's How by Lisa Loeb
0: when uh, the clothes fluke happens.
3: I also love that song too. I love Lisa Loeb. So. Yeah,
0: I love Lisa Loeb, but um that song's a bit ruined for me because of the stupid clothes fluke. Uh, and as we said earlier, uh four star Mary performs as dingoes Ate My Baby, she knows. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. So, next week, we will be talking about band candy. Yay! 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 Some,
1: which one of us just happens to have coincidentally written an essay about. Oh.
0: So, yeah. so <laughs> until on. then,
3: grr-arg. 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 arg,
1: grr, arg. Grr, arg. Grr, arg. Grr, arg.
0: We'd like to thank everyone who downloaded the podcast. And an extra special thanks to everyone who shared, liked, and subscribed on social media. We have a comment this week from YouTube. Pedro, uh, unfortunately it's in another language, but I ran it through some translation. And I think I've been able to pick up the gist. And Pedro would like to know, in Dead Man's Party, why Xander talked about Belgium. And I think the answer to that is Xander is really uncomfortable and doesn't know how to talk to buffy so he's trying to be funny for some reason belgium is a really funny word it's it turns up in a lot of different stuff doctor who and the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy talk about belgium uh, yeah i just think he's being funny and awkward and not really sure what to say to buffy and the other question is when cordelia and xander are kissing in dead man's party what's the title of the song dingoes ain't my baby are playing and that the second song was pain well, this first song that they played at the party was Never Mind by Four Star Mary. So I hope we answered your questions. And thank you so much for writing us. And for anybody else who has any questions, you can contact us on our website, ReturnToTheHellmouth.com, on YouTube, Tumblr, and Facebook at ReturnToTheHellmouth, on Twitter at HellmouthReturn, or on email at ReturnToTheHellmouth at gmail.com. We'll be sure to read your comments on the show. Be sure to rate our show at iTunes and Stitcher, and check out our show merchandise on TeePublic and Redbubble. Also, check out our sister podcasts, Drag Hags and the Trash Compactor Podcast. See you next time.
3: Arg.